Hello everyone, welcome to Soulfully Yours with Humaira Nassim. Today we have a very special soul with us, Faiza Moveen, who is an educationist and academic counselor. She has a degree in international education management and mass, mass communication. Uh, the topic of discussion today that we will have with Faiza is about the good and bad of our education system, wherein we will be discussing about two parallels, two opposite thoughts about uh, education. One would be the academic roadmap that is the conventional system of education. And the other would be the uh, skill-based learning. And what is the future, uh, what, what future holds for both of these? So uh, we welcome Faiza here. How are you doing, Faiza? Thank you very much. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh -huh. So uh, tell us about yourself. Who is Faiza? First, the same question that I asked from everyone. Who is Faiza at Solard? Faiza is a woman, <laughs> a very proud mother, um, daughter, wife. Um, and as, an, as a soul, I'm an educator. Mm -hmm. uh, I also call myself some sort of writer, which I try to sort of, you know, pen down thoughts and things. Um, but at my, at my soul, I'm, I'm an educator. I was 16 when I started my first job as a teacher. Mm -hmm. So that's where my journey starts as an educator. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, Faiza, what do you uh, think about the conventional education system? Uh, before I talk about conventional education, uh, education system, let, let me uh, talk about my own background. I have done my uh, my primary education, or you can say higher higher education from Pakistan, and I have done matriculation, and then intermediate, and then engineering from NED University, and that is the uh, that is the roadmap that I, I had followed. And back then, and I'm sure internationally also people go through the same uh, have gone through the same uh, mindset wherein uh, we search for we. we we don't have a roadmap towards our personal goals or personal passions, but we see what 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 are the trends or what is the scope in a particular kind of education or for a particular field. And without seeing that either we have potential in that field or no, but because because it's a rat race, everybody's doing it, and it is. I don't know what uh, it's meant by scope, but you know, it's a scope abhi uh medicine ka hai to doctor banjao engineering ka hai mba ka hai wo kar lo so without seeing and without seeing your own potential you just run towards uh, what are what are the market trends and i think uh, people uh, from my age group can relate with this kind of mindset that has prevailed in i think internationally hmm. so uh and most importantly in the subcontinent because uh, th that is from where we belong, right? So um, tell me, uh, Faiza, what are your thoughts about the conventional system that we have been raised in? Um, I, would, I would just see it in a way that that system, uh, you, you call it conventional, I call it the standardized system that was made for the need of the time. For the time that was the end of the 18th century, starting 19th and the 20th century, and that whole transformation from the old school system towards industrialization was the need. 
industrialization was was the need of a person to get up early morning, wear your uniform, and get to work. Then you had all those stages of from you know a middle level job to all the way to senior le level job. But how to achieve was a was a was a uh, challenge or a limitation. So the whole system was was made train in a way that you get up early morning from two and a half or an age of three, and that becomes your second nature. You're conditioned to be able to go into the market, whatever rat race or trend or market set was. Now, if we see it's the it's the it's the term digitalization that has come up and we we like it or we don't like it that's how it is this is moving forward at the moment and covid or no covid digitalization was something that was actually happening anyway yeah it was a bit slower but with covid it, it was pushed forward and here we are you are in, in subcontinent you're in the middle east or you're in an international third world second world first world country all of them we have been pushed forward to the digitalization element of learning mm -hmm. via different portals, e-learning, hybrid learning, uh, and you have to do it. Your question is that how do we see it from the conventional aspect to the current aspect? I see just the, the, the gap between the two and we need to bridge that. Mm -hmm. We need to bridge that gap from the mindset, from the paradigm shift, all the way how to achieve it. Mm -hmm. Like why I say that this bridging is very important is from my personal experience at uh, when I was uh, young and I was in that age where uh, where this mindset was very prevalent, students uh, from uh, the background of science were highly esteemed. Yeah. So even if you have a potential in the faculty of arts, you cannot explore it because that was looked down upon. That if you if you are from the faculty of arts, maybe you are a below average student, and uh, and for that matter, I did not get the chance in that age to explore that faculty. Hmm. And then later, I explored it. I did my education in psychology then, but I was not introduced back then. And the, I, as I say that we do, do not need to segregate education into art, science, math, engineering, because it's all holistic. You yeah. know, education cannot be divided into if you are a math student, you cannot study bio, or if you're a bio, you cannot study. Like, for example, the division at my time was either you can take biology or you can take computer studies. Yeah. And for me, both of the both of the things are kind of learning yeah but I, I because i was interested in computer studies i had to drop biology biology and i could not study biology even in intermediate so but by year uh, eight till year eight i could study biology after that i did not have any exposure of biology like then see i i totally understand the transition from that has happened and it was not just in the subcontinent, it was all over. It was the standard setting of such a track system as to computer track, a science track or arts track was always there in every system. Mm -hmm. However, the, the transition has happened in almost every part of the world. It's just mm -hmm. that how slow you are in that transition. If you're evolving at a higher speed, then yes, of course, you have bridged that gap. If you are evolving at a slower speed, then you're still into that track system, but you have some jotting dots going on or crossing the T's going on. 
For example, um, psychology, as a matter of fact, is a, is a field which was considered totally at the social sciences element. It was never a sciences, it was never an arts, it was always social sciences. And then there was like, okay, you do, you do psychology and then what? What to do with it? There was no concept of clinical psychology. There was no concept of educational psychology. And by concept, I mean is that there was no scope in the market for the people to, to get that degree or that document in their hand and then be able to go and fetch a job mm -hmm. to make money at the end. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the concept what, of these tracks was basically what is trending in the market, what is paying you off. Mm -hmm. So if, if we sum it down, it's basically what is at the end of the mind? What is at the end of the goal? Are you getting some money out of it? Are you going to be able to make or put bread and butter on your table for your family? If not, then then that document lays no no chance for you. So now what's happening is that if we talk particularly about Pakistan is that Yes, the track system still prevails, mm -hmm. but with certain institutions and with the digitalization element, uh, the the choice is broader now. Children can take biology and they can take computer sciences and they also can take psychology or sociology, as a matter of fact, within the same um, year of learning. The, the, it has evolved, but not on, on a bigger level, at some levels, yes. And if we, if we see it as a scope, as an improvement, area of improvement, I think that's one thing really, really important. Because we both are from the uh, educational background, I want to ask you this question specifically that how important or how significant is it to associate learning and education with money making and career? Okay, so it is, it is not significant to see it only in that way, but realistically, life is about that mm -hmm. right you you even if you are a homemaking mummy if you're educated your your goal is to transfer that learning to your children mm -hmm. right so there has to be some goal attached to it and if you are not a homemaking mummy or if you're a spouse who has to go and earn the bread then that has to have some significant value because in your youth you basically gave all your energy to a certain subject that should now pay you back mm -hmm. and it's not just with education it's it's with anything i mean i'm i'm a bit of an idealistic so you know you can expect <laughs> these questions from me no problem but uh, the thing is that when you associate uh, money making and uh, you know okay what what i uh, what i mean by this association is that then you are going to fall uh, into the trap of into that, that trap yeah अभी ये चीज मार्केट में चल रही है ना तो ये पढ़नी चाहिए क्योंकि पैसा इसमें मिलेगा पैसा आर्ट्स में थोड़ी ना साइकोलॉजी दैट्स व्हाई साइकोलॉजी वेंट डाउन बिकॉज़ देयर वाज नो एवेन्यूज वेयर इट कुड बी एक्सप्लोर तो बेसिकली पैराडाइम शिफ्ट ये करना है कि उस साइड ऑफ द मार्केट में जिसमें पैसा है उसको इवॉल्व करना है इधर की चॉइस तो साइकोलॉजी ही रहनी चाहिए या सोशियोलॉजी ही रहनी चाहिए I want to be a sociologist and I want to study sociology. Nobody, I mean, when I entered into the field of psychology, people were like, engineering or psychology? I was like, why is this kind of segregation? Why is there 
cannot be seen as a part of learning yeah. or a part of growth that if they can be there can be hybrid learning and they can come together and they did come together with artificial intelligence evolving yeah. psychology has become the primary part of uh, it yes so I mean, so basically change us site pe aaya again yeah as in the said, market yeah. in uh-huh. the market aaya so you have to always when even as a as a as a counselor when i'm talking to my students and middle and high school students who are basically at that cusp where they have to take a decision of where they are going to go in their future mm-hmm. i i totally believe as you're saying that that age is not the age where you can take a long life run decision mm-hmm. that okay maine aaj decide kar liya what i want to be mm-hmm. you should have that flexibility maybe two years down the lane that mm-hmm. you know i want to not do this and do this like if for example you're talking about yourself you were in engineering maybe after two years you should have gotten a chance of like no okay now i can stop rethink whether i'm moving forward with engineering or not but how flexible is our system to support this um see again flexibility in the education sector has come how ready and fast and rapid are we in pakistan to take it on board is the question Mm-hmm. the flexibility in the international education system in it in the standardized educational system is there mm-hmm. we need to embrace it as soon as possible how counselors academic advisors should be placed in school system right public or private school system mm-hmm. both the counselor's job is to identify the skill set the passion and the abilities academic abilities and otherwise abilities of every student mm-hmm. and speak to the student develop it enhance it provide platforms mm-hmm. and moving forward connected with the with the parents mm-hmm. because parents ka ek apna dream hota hai jo wo khud achieve nahi kar chuke hote wo chahte hain mera bachcha kare aur us to break the cycle because this happens exactly to jab tak aap wo tool set nahi develop karenge aur usko aap provide nahi karenge to the parents also तो फिर तो वो एक साइकिल चलता जाएगा अपने बातों से नहीं कि हाँ मुझे लगता है आपका बच्चा ये कर सकता है नो एविडेंस होना चाहिए देन साइकोमेट्रिक टेस्टिंग होनी चाहिए एंड दे आर नॉट वेरी एक्सपेंसिव छठी जमात में ये था सातवीं में ये है आठवीं में ये है नाउ वी आर सींग हर एंड हिम गोइंग इन ग्रेट नाइन दीज आर हिज एंड हर एबिलिटीज वी वुड वॉन्ट यू टू प्रोवाइड दिस काइंड ऑफ प्लेटफॉर्म एंड इंडोल्ज योर चाइल्ड इवन एट होम सो दैट ही और शी इज एबल टू इनहस हिमसेल्फ इन दिस एरिया Right and now I'm seeing how from as as we were talking about the psychology ka scope like exactly here comes the scope here comes the scope here comes the counselors yes. here comes the people who are going to you know exactly identify the potential of the children and they can choose totally. so it's it's all connected yes it's totally connected social sciences ho jaye uh, general sciences ho jaye mathematical area ho jaye engineering computer sciences if you talk about again covid yes we we have limitations we have challenges we are living in the challenges but again we should see the opportunities isne hame opportunity bhi bahut provide kiya hamare bacche the i i understand there are lots and lots of parents um in pakistan and in subcontinent area they are like no but hamare bacche ne kuch learn nahi kiya because mindset ye tha ki wo school jayega wo kitab mein likhega textbook padhega ghar aayega 
वो अब लर्निंग इज नॉट लाइक दैट लर्निंग इज बियॉन्ड दैट अगर मैं एक एग्जाम्पल दे दू before covid our children in, in pakistan in india in afghanistan everywhere who had the access to internet were playing games uh, fortnite uh, mine no minecraft and all of them and i used to look at those those screens and i would say that wow hum bacche ko isi bacche ko school mein jab it ki class mein bhejte hain to wo seekhta kya hai um uh, how to paint how to use microsoft word aur wo 40 minute ki 45 minute ki class leke apne home room mein wapas aa jata hai apni class mein chhat mein saath mein aake but the amount of learning wo is gaming pc pe kar raha hai jo wo ghar mein uska to koi connection hi nahi hum build kar rahe class ke andar uska to jo mind hai with all of that technology is way higher than what the curriculum is teaching him or her at school exactly the coming to the point is when then you have an standardized kind of system if your child must might have more potential than than the standardized system then how you are going to uh, agar uh, you, your focus is us, uh, you have to get that degree from that university and for that you have to follow the crowd and join the rat race to phir aap ग्रुप and uh then develop their skills mm-hmm. so the the flexibility is again the there the flexibility is there but how prevalent it is in our current edu- education environment again uh, embracing uh, embracing and it. which uh, what parts of the world are more towards it and you know you might be knowing so from the international perspective the american curriculum scaffolded ha- ha- has a, mo- a huge amount of ability of you know uh taking on board with these individual education plans uh talking about british system yes there is a lot of scaffolding uh, involvement in that you can have a gifted and talented child you can have a challenged child you can have an inclusive child you can have diverse background children mentally and also physically it's all possible pakistan system also allows you it's just how quickly you adapt it how quickly you you uh, educate yourself and train yourself on that there was another talk i would just because it's coming to my mind there was like no but it's difficult to get training no mm-hmm. covid made you show your own potentials that how quickly a teacher who was on the board with a chalk transferred herself onto a computer wonderful in in weeks time mm-hmm. i wouldn't say overnight it wasn't overnight anywhere in any part of the world mm-hmm. but in weeks time i know it was multiple. challenging but people did adapt yes and that <laughs> what shows your own abilities mm-hmm. that if you are a teacher if you are a good teacher if you are an educator at heart you will adapt to the skills and you should adapt to the skills and embrace as soon as possible faiza mm-hmm. i'm sure you must be connected with the parents uh, of the students as well yeah and uh, as you mentioned and it's uh, it's uh, it's the case that parents when they do not have materialized their 
own dreams, they try to, you know, um, project those dreams onto the children. The children might have a different potential than their dreams. So how do you make the parents understand this? See, it's a constant effort. Mm -hmm. um, right now, the the institution that I'm working with is, is about 900 plus students and we have 900 mm -hmm. set of parents. Mm -hmm. So um, you can never have a harmonious thinking. Mm -hmm. um, however, mm -hmm. constant connection with the parents, constant reminders, constant reiterations, transparent reiterations mm -hmm. to the parents. Yes, in the very beginning, you will get a pushback. You would, might get a rebuttal. You might get like, no, this is not the system. This is not what we pay for, or this is what not we were aspiring for our child. But if you have a clear vision, a clear mission with a clear end in mind, it it transforms. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's not an again overnight thing. You have to constantly bring them on board. And the tools to do that, again, digitalization has made it very easy. We're able to do coffee mornings with the parents. It's not a mandatory invitation. It's like an invitation. Come over, join with us, bring you a cup of coffee. Let's sit down. Let's discuss. Let's let us tell you what your child is going to be doing, learning, whatever your questions are. We we clarify them to you. So it's an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. And very important, Humara, see, cultural compliance is a, an extremely important element attached to it. Mm -hmm. Pakistan is a very, very strongly connected cultural country. And we have, we have two streamlines. We have very strong love for culture, very strong love for our, for our belief system. And we as educators need to be culturally compliant. Mm -hmm. And you have to bridge that gap too, mm -hmm. that without offending someone, without being, uh, you know, rigid, we have to bring them on board that this is eventually going to be beneficial, not against your culture or against your belief system. Mm -hmm. These kind of compliances, the, the, the immediate hopping onto that train of embracing it is the tool, is the need at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Having said so, um, and uh, seeing the future as, a, as I see it, uh, uh, how important is that certificate or degree? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I see it as an equivalency, mm -hmm. the way I see it, mm -hmm. through my experience. There were times where they were very important because people would not talk to you unless you do not have so-and-so degree. Mm -hmm. Still it happens, but then there is some sort of transition forward that if you have a certain skill set, if you have a certain passion, and if you have a certain document of a degree or equivalency with you. Let me, let me uh, sorry to cut you, but let me expl uh, tell you the background of this question is that uh, mostly uh, people who are working, majority is lacking wellness and well-being. Yeah. Because they are not doing what they are supposed to do yeah. or what they love to do. Yeah. And uh, because of this rat race of a degree and to go into the best university and things like that, the mindset I was talking about, has led them astray from their inner calling. So how, that's why I'm asking how important it is 
uh, that uh, you know you have to have this standard uh, certificate to show i would not cut off completely from the importance of it because i don't consider myself as important but i do see your um point and while you're saying a lot of things are just like you know sort of rowling in my head one thing is that inner calling i would want to state or mention that it is also another important tool way younger schooling which needs to be instilled how to listen to your inner calling mm -hmm. what is the percentage of our of our population who really knows that there is an inner calling but awareness is the key exactly right? so from the schooling system if if a child is going in, into the morning into the school that well-being that inner calling that understanding of your inner need is also a skill set i always ask a question to when i'm doing a talk with my parents my question in my professional development is that so where do you want to see your child in the next 15 years mm -hmm. it's a middle and high school parents so in the next 15 years they are already at some point of working probably so and my whiteboard is always behind me so i'm writing on it the, the answers that i usually 99.99% get is i want to see my son or daughter happy honest well successful independent mm -hmm. trustworthy uh, you know all of those and then i ask them okay so with these with these visions and aspirations for your children i don't see a doctor i don't see a scientist on the board i don't see any you know uh, professional element tagged here on the board and then it keeps them from thinking that oh but then the answer is that they lie behind all of this a happy doctor, a trustworthy doctor, uh, a good engineer or a well-mannered so-and-so or an accountable accountant, you know. So these kind of things are important. But do we teach all this skill set at school? To be honest, how to be happy, how to be well? The inner calling is one of that. How to listen to your inner calling is important. See, if a doctor who is not happy with his or her profession... Hmm. I would not prefer going to that doctor. Yeah. You know, because yeah. energies are real, right? So you tend to know that a person is enjoying. Yeah. Or it's just it's just a forceful uh, thing that he's doing. Or the rat race. Or the rat race. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is how to bridge that gap wherein you are following your inner calling while you are having that standard education because I'm sure there's no there's no good and bad that is also necessary. Having said so, what about before industrialization of for 18th century? There was no school education system, which one aspect of that education system of or that process was raising robots, right? Yeah. <laughs> the truth is Yeah, true, that's where right? we started our conversation. So, that that was the need of the industrialization. Yeah, that's why how to break free from that. The digital, the digitalization has given you that set free mind. How we are, how much are we open to take that, uh, adopt, adapt, that change? Change is never wel welcoming by any, yeah. any, any population. True. Change is never welcoming, but change is where the uncomfortability starts. Change is where you start to feel that, oh my God, what is happening? 
where is it going, the uncertainty and all of that, but that is where your resilience is used. That power of resilience is not used before. You are sitting in your comfortable zone, on your comfortable chair, going to work set, coming back, getting your salary at the end of the month, or getting your scorecards in school, and that's it. The change is where the uncertainty starts to, you know... But it's a change of mindset, right? It's a change of it's mindset. It's a change of mindset wherein you have to believe that no matter what kind of degree or what profession you have chosen, it is not related with your with your risk. Right? No, it's not related to your Unless provision. Unless this is not delinked or it's not disconnect this kind of thought, wherein we think that ye wali karenge, to itna paisa no, no. Or, ye wali, this is a mindset. This is the mindset. mindset Again, the market. Not, Again, yeah. the market. Again, the market. The market. The so, market set. Like, isko we are not going to uh, explore. Evolve. We, we, we will not going to evolve. Yeah. So how? Then again comes a big belief system hmm. that if you believe that your provisions are guaranteed, you are you will be able to take all kind of kind kinds of risks and adapt to adapt to them. Yeah. So then it again, comes to, I, you know, I totally agree. Inner calling is the the key word. How to listen to your inner calling? That tool set is needed. How to how to basically everybody cannot listen to their and, inner calling. And then stats. How, how what is it proven that if you are uh, going uh, following that standardized system and following that rat race can you prove what are the stats that those who don't do not achieve financially of course not there are no they're not statistical analysis or is evidence this a proven formula? but somehow it has become again the market sets the trend but how much truth is uh, uh, no, so we can't say totally that it's totally opposite to what truth is. There, there would be something. Again, people who are following all are not rats. There are people in it, yeah. right? <laughs> so they would. Yeah, so they would. They would have the inner calling. They would look at the standards, and that is where those are the people who who are the trendsetters of a different roadmap. That, for example, you are the ones who did engineering and then you took up psychology and then you're like, no, I, that is my inner calling, mm -hmm. right? Again, my question goes back and I say it to the parents also and to my students, listen to your inner calling. Mm -hmm. Can you listen to it? And some of them, they come like, no, we don't know. What is our inner calling? Because we are so much conditioned. Yes, exactly. So, so how do that we overcome that in the education. Since we we have the education set up, right? We As you mentioned, yeah. counselors and yes, at they, that primitive level. Yes, they be. need to develop that mm -hmm. kind of tools and skill sets. Provide them to students so that they are able to listen to their inner calling. And I tell you, in current scenario. Mm -hmm. The well-being, the psychology, the sociological aspect, mm -hmm. and the inner calling, I like the word, has come to a point that a child of primary level is also able to come and let you know. As a mother, you would see, you are a mom of two children. I'm a mother of a boy. They come and tell us. Mm -hmm. uh, were we able to do that? At listening of inner calling and reiterating, there was a gap. Yeah, but see, even if the child has the inner calling, the, like the, the parents are not ready. For yeah, it. there was a gap. There, there, there's a gap, and yes. there's problem when uh, when parents ask them to coach their children. 
I to be better students and achieve yes. and you know goal setting and stuff like that. And when I coach them, I find that this is not what they're meant for. Yeah. But the parents they want them to be you know. So it's again uh, how to it's again the 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 whole sphere. Mm-hmm. The parents need to be of the in, mindset. Yeah. They need to be included. We can't change overnight. They need yeah. to be included in that. If they are. children are doing homeschooling digital learning face to face learning hybrid learning or a standardized education system whatever system they are doing mm-hmm. that inclusion of parents is extremely important and how that include let me give you a scenario for example um as a coach if a parent says to me that please coach my child and so that he can be you know achieve his potential or shine out in yeah. his uh, academic results let's say yeah let's say and i i find that this is not what this child is meant for yeah so as a i mean in in this position either the parent is going to change the coach ke dimag kharab ho gaya iska mushkil se jo he has gone into the university and she's saying ke change karo ye iske liye nahi bana hua so wherein how to include the parents then. that's that's from the school university is the stage where you know the thing has moved forward that is where i constantly tell that from the primary level from the middle and high school from the secondary level where the flexibility is still there and it doesn't matter that the child is in the school building or in a setup or a standardized setup no in that primitive time in that stage where they are forming a child is studying from home or the child is studying in in on his self paced learning system or going to a school system whatever that formulation of understanding what he needs or he sh- should be doing or what is his inner calling how to develop that inner calling mm-hmm. that is where it's needed not at the university level but let me tell you a brighter side of it even at the universities mm-hmm. uh in the undergrad programs there is now a component where they give you after two semesters they give you a chance of halting mm-hmm. and rethinking okay. if whether this is your calling mm-hmm. you want to go into this for the next few years mm-hmm. i had a student she comes to me and she says i want to go into dermatology mm-hmm. i said wonderful her biological scores are excellent scientific science, science scores are also good um but when i see her with my 41 years of age i don't see that she has the uh she doesn't have the skill set to be dermatologist i need to polish her for that mm-hmm. so i'm i suggested her to come and meet me every week at least once she started coming to me and i showed her the road map of going to a, to be a dermatologist that this many years you have to study medicine this is the cream of the cream this is where you're going this is the number of hours you're expected to study and then this is the number of hours you're expected to work she kept looking at me and then she said can i rethink my idea I said for sure mm-hmm. you can rethink think about it take a week look at the different universities my job as as an adult is not as the counselor mm-hmm. as an adult is to when a child reaches up to you asking you something provide with accurate transparent information top of your capacity i gave her few university programs i told her go and look in them read them 
email to their coordinators, ask them what it is about, and and then see what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's still your grade 11. You still have another three years to make a decision of such sort. Mm-hmm. So that is where the, the advisory comes into place. The mm-hmm. advisement body comes into place where you need to root your children, again, standardized or non-standardized, in the building or outside the building, mm-hmm. as a parent even. Mm-hmm. Like, see what are the potentials. See what they want to do how they can achieve it give them the goal give them this smart goals that like, can you do it can you not do it and that is where you take them further mm-hmm. and uh, seeing the future and the pandemic has uh, taught us a lot and the digital tra- transformation that we were seeing to be far it's there it's there it's done so uh, the concept of uh, earlier back then the education was uh, not as uh, handy as it is now. For example, in, to uh, study a particular subject, you had to go to a particular university to get to learn that subject. But yeah. now, because of digital transformation, everything is just a tap away, right? Yeah. So what I see is skill-based future, skill-based learning. So how can we bridge that gap or what is the hybrid solution wherein there is this standardized aspect included and this skill-based learning also is there hmm. and uh, how do you see the future as? See, pedagogically, the institution is the the place which is providing you that skill set, self-based learning programs that you are getting them on your smart screen or on your computer or your technological whatever gadget you have and then there are there are people who are teaching it on the back end also like as teachers or as educators and they are remarkable teachers you know you want to for example I, i'll put it in an example way that if a if a child wants to study um something related to artificial intelligence or something related to robotics of course he will open the computer it's at his pace at at his comfort zone where he's sitting at home and he's going to do it but who is he going to learn it from from an electronic institution and that institution has a physical setting somewhere which is providing the provision is coming from somewhere so we cannot nullify totally it's just the gap of that student of that institution embracing quicker modes of digitalization aspects so they are able to to innovate the education and provide the education to students without the the physical aspect of the building without having the student to come and study there Mm -hmm. but the provision is coming from somewhere it can be Lahore college for women it can be the Lahore university of management sciences can be med there is a set of remarkable educators who are sitting from somewhere and they are providing that education. Again, getting onto that cradle and moving it further, fostering that educational setup ASAP, embracing that educational changes as quickly as possible. And before we end our uh, conversation, one last question. When you are uh, running after a degree or a particular university, there are limited seats. And then there is a competition. 
and when there is this competition there are there is you know uh, it affects you psychology psychologically you know, yeah. it, it affects your mental well-being so where is the balance um again uh, it's the balance is extremely important very very important that and i have been through that i particularly i personally wanted to to attend a university and at that very age i didn't get admission in that and i i broke down uh, because again, it's the the trend set done. The market is is set in that way that that institution is prestigious or that institution is non-prestigious or whatever. We need to educate students. We need to create that awareness in our youth in Pakistan that when they finish their degree, it does not matter from which from where they have studied. It matters that their passion, their skill, and their degree were all aligned. And there they are now in the market ready with all three together. Wonderful. Wonderful. And they're able to achieve whatever they want to achieve, money or no money. But how are we open to this change, not accepting that, you know, one thing is more prestigious and the other is not? Because we live in a world of duality where we do all sorts of comparisons, right? We do, but awareness is, is unstoppable, starts creating awareness. If you are awareness. from a particular university, then you are going, you are eligible for this kind of opportunity. Otherwise, you are not. Yes, you're not, but nothing is stopping you. Mm -hmm. Nothing is stopping yeah. you. So I think there are multiple roadmaps. Yes. And uh, obviously, if there are limited seats, there will be dropouts, right? Yeah. And this does not mean that the dropouts are lesser than the ones who got the seat. Yes. It, it's truly, they're not lesser. And I was one of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you are an example. I am an example. Uh, so, uh, this is something that we need to ponder that what the future holds for us. Are we uh, open to uh, adapting change and evolving through these changing times. Yeah. Uh, with this, this was an open discussion with the, uh, we would love to uh, hear your thoughts about it. And I'm sure uh, this discussion had some value for you, uh, for the audience. Do share your feedback. Um, signing off uh, from Saida uh, and Humaira. So for the yours. Thank Take you care. very much. It was, it was a pleasure, Humaira. Thank you. Thank you for having me.